I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know, I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social Index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the social index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. This year, like in years past, I'm excited for a partnership with the North American EFI Awards. The EFI Awards honor the most effective marketing efforts of the year, and I will be going behind the scenes with a number of EFI winners from this year's competition. For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Today on the show, I've got Christina Duncan, Vice President of Global Marketing and Communications at Mattel, with the responsibility for leading all global branding, advertising, retail, merchandising, and digital creative for the Barbie brand. Today on the show, we talk a lot about the Barbie brand's Imagine the Possibilities campaign that won a 2017 Effie Award. We talk a lot about not only how this campaign was great in turning around the marketing effectiveness of the brand, but also inspiring a new common purpose around inspiring and nurturing the limitless potential of girls. Well, Christina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk with you today and talk about this campaign. That's great. Well, I should say congrats right out of the gate on the Effie win for Barbie and imagine the possibilities. Thank you so much. We're thrilled. Why don't you, for those listeners that may not have seen the campaign, can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's worth even taking a step back and recognizing that probably almost everyone in the world has a perception about Barbie. And 
some of those perceptions aren't always positive. And this campaign, Imagine the Possibilities, was really birthed in order to reappraise and reintroduce the brand to the world. So Imagine the Possibilities was a launch film for a campaign that we've kicked off at the end of 2014. And the idea was that we wanted moms to have a different opinion about Barbie than they currently had. We had seen some consumer insights work that shared insights that probably aren't surprising to your listeners, that Barbie wasn't a great role model for their daughters. She stood for perfection and materialism and unrealistic body image. And we knew we had our work cut out for us in order to change that perception because it was so strong. So that's the key insight, I'm guessing, behind the campaign then. That was the problem we were trying to solve. The key insight that drove the campaign was really this hypothesis that, you know, when a little girl is playing with Barbie, we all who work on the brand and watch girls play with Barbie dolls know that when they are playing with a Barbie doll, they are imagining everything they can be in their future, whether it's pretending they're their teacher and working through something that's going on at school, pretending they're their future career, or they're a mom or a babysitter, we see girls trying on these roles as they play with Barbie dolls. But what we also know is that when daughters are playing with Barbies, moms are usually either cooking dinner or checking their email, or you know, girls are sitting on their bedroom floor with their friends playing Barbies, and moms aren't always watching that play. And so we had this hypothesis that if parents could watch their kids play with Barbie, they would see the benefit and the value of that play. It's imaginative, it's creative, it's related to self-exploration in a way that most toys for young kids aren't geared. And we also know that so many of our millennial moms today had played with Barbie as a kid and loved Barbie. But they grew up and they changed and the world around them changed and the brand hadn't kept up with that. And so not only did we have to make seismic shifts in our brand, but we had to reintroduce and recommunicate the brand to our consumers. I have to tell you, I have a nine-year-old in my house and I've played many of Barbies with her and the vet Barbie is her favorite. <laughs> so thank you for making occupational Barbies. I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. We have made over 190 careers. And it's one of those brands that people really for a long time have loved to hate. But if you sort of dig in and see some of the incredible products, there is some really exciting culture pushers there for girls. And so we're proud of that. Well, I'm going to get cool points when I go home and tell her I talked to the makers of Barbie today. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'd be happy to send you a box of dolls. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. All right. Here's what the decisions were. I mean, you had this insight, you had kind of this challenge, if you will, with the brand and trying to bring it, make it more relevant. Were there other decisions along the way that you had to make to, to bring this campaign to life? Absolutely. There were many decisions along the way and some of them more challenging than others. Really, the first thing we had to do is align our organization around a purpose. And for many years, the brand had been communicating to girls through toy commercials. You know, this is our new product. Here's how it works. Girls would ask their moms for it. They'd buy them. And that's sort of how our business cycle worked. But we feel as though kids today, and our consumer research supports this, are getting younger faster. And so Barbie used to appeal to girls six to eight or eight to 10. And now we're really 
our sweet spot is more like three to six, three to eight year old girls, which means that their parents are playing a much more critical role in their toy choices. And so we knew that the parents of our consumers were a much more critical part of our target than ever before. And those parents are looking for brands that stand for something more than just their products, that stand for something meaningful, and that are purpose-driven brands. So really the first decision we had to make was how do we articulate the purpose that we all knew lied deep and embedded within our brand, but how do we succinctly communicate that to our consumers? And this is sort of an interesting anecdote about the brand, but it was started by a mom and an entrepreneur in the 50s who watched her daughter play and saw that the only toys her daughter had access to were baby dolls. And in the 50s, she wanted her daughter to have more choices, and she wanted her daughter to be able to envision herself as an adult. Her name was Ruth Handler, and she invented the Barbie brand in 1959 at a time where it was a male-dominated industry. She broke through significant barriers to get the brand into the marketplace, took significant risks. But one of the things that she said, which really inspired our purpose, was that she believed that girls and women should always have choices and that this brand was meant to represent that. And so that was really inspiring to us. And so we drafted our purpose to be the brand exists to inspire and nurture the limitless potential in all girls. And that was really the first thing that we had to organizationally get agreement to and decide that this is something we wanted to move forward with and build a campaign around that. We also had to shift significant marketing dollars from our product toy commercials into brand advertising, which we hadn't done in many years. So those, while in hindsight seem like obvious decisions and things that all brands are doing today, those were big hurdles we had to accomplish organizationally within our company. Wow. I mean, I'm sure there were no small feat. Was there an aspect of making those decisions, you know, the alignment or just the kind of leap of faith? Or I think it was, we just knew it was our moment. I think our business situation was in a position where we needed to take a big risk. Our brand equity and perception amongst parents was at a place where we really needed a big risk. I love this part of the story. I remember approaching our president and saying, we need funding to create a brand campaign for Barbie. And he said, you're going to need more than just a campaign. You're going to need to start a movement. And that was sort of the spark that led us to put so much energy behind this initiative. Well, was there anything about the campaign, either the process or the experience that surprised you as you went through this? There have been so many surprises along the way, <laughs> but it's been a really fun campaign to build. And we've built it along with our phenomenal partners at BBDO New York and BBDO San Francisco. And building on that idea of, of creating a movement versus just an ad was one of the biggest new ways of working for us, which was really exciting. So imagine the possibilities as seen as a standalone brand communication to our consumers. It's really the first piece of building a carefully constructed and architected movement to shift brand perception and gain reappraisal from our consumers of what value this brand has in a child's life. One thing that was kind of fun or one surprise for me personally is when we shot Imagine the Possibilities, the campaign, and for anybody listening who's seen the campaign, it's shot via hidden camera. And so we had six different young girls imagining their dream careers, and these were completely unscripted 
You know, we shot in a vet's office at a university. We shot at an airport. So when you're shooting hidden camera work, a lot of us were listening via headphones in another room. And to look around the room and see all of even the people working on this film and the people who were caught on hidden camera, their delight to see these little girls pursuing their futures was such an indicator that this was going to be a success. I mean, people just could not stop smiling. And it was proof that this purpose and this message was something that was going to be supported by the world over. It's quite the ad in the video. So I encourage everyone that's listening to check it out. It'll be in the show notes for sure. So I have another question for you around kind of stepping back from the campaign. And how do you think about marketing effectiveness? I mean, winning an FE, FE is really awarded based on marketing effectiveness, but how would you define what that is? You know, I think for every brand, it's probably a little different. For Barbie, it's, of course, needs to drive the business. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This campaign has done that, but it also for us, needed to change significant perception. You know, we had real equity issues and real perception issues as a brand. And to be able to look at the before and afters of how parents value the brand, how parents view Barbie and see that significant shift in sentiment has been extraordinarily important to us. And then additionally, we are a brand with 99% global awareness. So it's an incredibly (laughs) far-reaching brand. And this is one of the first pieces of creative that we've seen be globally relevant. And so this was a campaign that ran in our top 10 markets, but was received with such positive reaction across all of those different cultures that that was a huge piece of what made this effective for us as a brand. And to be honest, this was a challenge that we had tried to solve lots of different ways. One of the things that I credit BBDO in being able to do is sort of take what we internally at Barbie have always believed in in this brand and find a way to so clearly articulate it that consumers could see what we're talking about and believe it. And that's what I think this particular piece is so effective. Great. So I want to transition even a little bit further. I love talking and trying to understand the person that I'm talking to behind these brands. And you've reached quite a level of success in your career. Can you point to a moment in your life that ended up defining who you are today? That's a really fascinating question. And I love thinking about it. I think whether it's a moment or a trait, for me, I've always really seen myself as like the ultimate collaborator. And I'm sure as you think about 
all the campaigns and brands that are at this stage, it takes a village and an army to put something like this together. And it's sort of one thing from my past that's sort of interesting, and it's not related to business or advertising at all, is I went to a really interesting school when I was in high school. I went to a school of 40 students where we lived on an organic farm, and we raised our own food and vegetables. We chopped our own wood for our heat. But what it really instilled in me is this idea of collaboration and community, and that if everyone does their part, sort of the beauty of success of the community can come to life. And so I think, you know, when you're orchestrating something like this, it's really like conducting a symphony and knowing how to get every single best piece out of everyone who's participating. And so I've always seen myself as someone who loves to be a great partner and loves to partner with great creatives and smart people. And that sort of idea of this sort of like the ultimate collaboration is when I've seen the most success and when I've had the most fun in my career. And I think it goes back to being a part of a community where if you didn't do your piece, the whole machine falls apart. Right. I've never heard of a school like that. It's fascinating. Yeah, it was a really amazing experience, especially at that age, you know, to spend your teenagehood hiking waterfalls and learning about science outdoors and building a maple syrup shack and heating our own dorms with wood we've chopped was just a different perspective on that age, but was really instrumental in creating who I am today. Like you said, collaboration, I mean, in those moments, you would, even if you were having difficulties a day, you still have to work together to make sure you can heat your dorm rooms. That's funny. That's a great story. You know, so I'm curious, maybe it is the collaboration still, but what part of the job do you enjoy the most? What's your favorite part? I love the problem solving and the creative component. Like I love hitting a speed bump and having to brainstorm how we could possibly solve something. And what I love about working on Barbie the most is I think of this brand like a time capsule. It is a reflection of the world around it. I mean, if you were to unearth a Barbie doll from 1959 to 1965 to 1972 or 1987, what you'd see is what the world looked like around her. She's reflected in her fashions and her careers and what's happening in culture. As the world changes, so does this brand. And so I've been working on it for almost 12 years. And every year we're presented with different cultural challenges and different problems to solve. And as the world becomes more interesting and more diverse and continues to change, it calls upon us to do the same. And that's what's made it so interesting and so fascinating to work on for so long. Well, let's, let's shift gears and talk a little bit more about marketing and trends and things like that. Do you have brands outside of Barbie, of course, that you like or you follow or you take notice of or think others should be? I think for us, I look to brands who are doing the things we want to be doing really well. One is resetting our brand from being a brand that is existing in order to sell products to being a brand that exists to change the world for the better and be purpose-driven. And so we often look to brands far reaching outside of our industry, like Patagonia or REI, brands that are making significant business sacrifices in order to live true to their purpose and their conscience. That's one aspect that we look for in brands that inspire us. And then also Barbie dolls, if you played with a Barbie doll in the 70s and are, you know, experiencing it with your kids today, 
it hasn't evolved as much as some other industries have, the toy industry. And so we also look often to brands that are redefining their categories and redefining their industries. So brands like Airbnb or Netflix, where they see a way that something could be done better and completely reinvent their category. And we're at a place with Barbie right now where we have to think about what is the future of play and how will kids be playing in the next few years and how do we stay relevant to our consumers as the world changes so quickly. Well, so curious what you think the big opportunity today is for marketing. One thing that comes up in conversation for us so often is the idea of diversity and inclusion and reflecting the world around us. I think the world is so incredibly diverse. There's so much broad reaching mix of culture that we always want our brand to be a reflection of the world around us and a reflection of the world that a little girl sees every day. So when we think about everything from our marketing to our content to our products, it's something that we want to make sure we are a mirror to the world around us in a way that's culturally relevant. And you know, on the flip side, what do you see as the uh, challenges, I guess, to the marketing and how we operate today? In a global landscape like we sit today, it's also really difficult to create marketing that is relevant around the world, figuring out how to globalize some portions of your business and some portions of your communication, but localize others, I think is a mental puzzle that's really can be sliced so many different ways. And we've experimented with different models, but that's, I think, one of the biggest challenges today is that, you know, we're operating in a world without any boundaries. Going to make a leap here. You know, do you think that the purpose-driven component of your brand, does that help address that challenge? Or Yeah, I think it does. I think there's a universal trait that parents want what's best for their daughters. They want them to have opportunity and they want them to have the chance to pursue their limitless potential. So I think that that idea of being rooted in a noble purpose that the world can get behind is by far a more valuable position than us just selling product. But at the same time, different cultures are in really different places with opportunities for young girls. And we want to be relevant in all the places that we communicate. So we lean on our international partners a lot for insights around their cultures to make sure that the work that we're producing is relevant and appropriate. Right. That makes sense. The last question, and you may have to get your crystal ball out, but I would love to hear what you think about the future of marketing holds for all of us. I think looking into my crystal ball, I think that the marketing spans and blurs across so many lines today. You know, when I came to Mattel, we had a digital department, we had a social media department, we had a content department, we had an advertising department. And when you think about how consumers digest information now, those lines are so blurred that it's less about how we are organized and trained as marketers and more about how our consumers digest our brands and information. And so I think as we look to the future of how we communicate with our consumers, it's really quite necessary to flip it on its head and think about how our consumers are seeing our brands instead of how we as brands are seeing our consumers. Well put. Well put. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me.
Marketing today is brought to you by Atomic. Atomic focuses on unleashing the growth potential for clients we serve. Atomic is a strategic consultancy specializing in business, marketing, brand, and innovation. Our singular goal is to help you accelerate your efforts with the right mix of expertise, analysis, and creativity. Check us out at Atomic.com. A-T-O-M-C-K.com. Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me, with project management by Sarah Williams, audio production by Aaron Campbell, writing and editing by Kevin Greeley, social media support by Megan Woods, art and graphic design by Sarah Dell. If you're new to Marketing Today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. We love to hear from listeners at info at atomic, A-T-O-M-C-K dot com. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.